0: Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Marky Mark of the Funky Bugs. And on today's episode, we're diving into a topic that may seem a little bit more challenging of a topic to grasp. Uh, What's that, Fuller? What does it mean to fear the Lord? Is it being afraid or is it something more? You like that little rhyme right there? I like that. I like that. Uh, But what do you say we jump into it? Let's go. Let's go.
1: That hey, I throw you hey, off a little bit hey, there, Fuller. Hey, hey, hey. That Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch throw you off <laughs> a little bit. Well,
0: that's why I had to do the
1: AAs again. I haven't done those in a while. Dude, it doesn't matter where I go. Somebody always calls me Marky Mark. Like, where, where um, was I? I was this Marky past Mark. week somewhere, and it's like, I didn't even know these people. And they were like... Marky Mark, I'm like, yes, I know who that is. If I, I'm young, but I know who that is. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Good old Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. My hair's not as funky anymore, and my beard's starting to come in. It, I'm looking on the monitor. We're y- coming. Y- you're, you're starting to. You're starting to get. There. I got. I got i I'll never have a fuller beard. I mean, you I might. will
0: never have a fuller. You beard. You might. I'm getting a lot of gray. Well, so are you, you starting? Yeah, to get so the, do I. You're starting to get a little gray. It shows up more as a. It's like a silverback gorilla in my beard right now. <laughs> it's
1: oh, like just two streaks down. Well, here. dude, so your wife brought up a really funny observation. She did this so past week. She, and I,
0: I feel like we should talk about this. She was listening, trying to find a spot on the podcast uh, where somebody had. Mentioned that something was mentioned. She wanted to check it out for herself. And so she turned our podcast onto
1: 1.75, right? Which I think that's about the speed Beth normally listens at. Maybe and Beth is 1.5. <laughs> I don't know. And I can't do that. Mr. Marky Mark and the Funky Sound Munch. like Alvin and the freaking chipmunk? That's it's what best. I sound like. And
0: Janelle goes, wow, you sound like a normal person at
1: 1.75. <laughs> she goes, you talk slow. <laughs> so basically, if you want to listen to us when I'm talking, put us at one. Right. And then put you up to like 1. 1.5, 1.75. Right. And we'll, right be up, like, we'll be right even in with there. our speed.
0: Exactly. So I guess I'm just like, I'm like Eeyore.
1: Yeah. Snorlax. Okay, relax. Christopher Robin. Good old Eeyore. <laughs> and I talk way too fast. Like, I'm Tigger. T-I double gut. <laughs> that's true. Dude, I'm Eeyore and you're Tigger. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, we all knew Tigger was oh, on something. That, that man that, was that, always <laughs> bouncing around on something. That's awesome, man. That dude was nuts. But And I know I talk fast. And That's all know, right.
0: We like it. We're, I'm here for it's it. It's
1: really bro. funny when I'm meeting with different clients where I actually had to stop myself in a meeting once and said, Did you understand what I said? Am I talking too fast? And this, these are people up in like the Pacific Northwest, and they're like, No, we're tracking with you perfectly. You're totally good. And then I'll have people down south where they're like, Pause. What, wait a minute. What, can, can you, you just d- like slow down a little bit? You're moving way too fast.
0: <laughs> He's like, Really? I was moving slow. <laughs> I was moving slow for y'all, but
1: y'all Southern Draws is just way too slow. Yeah. Yeah. You're. You're... You are the flash, sir. You're just like... And I don't even know Well, I have some caffeine in me, but I'm drinking decaf right you now. You are. And I'm, I'm not drinking normal stuff. I'm on my second cup of well, regular we're to say, stuff. Okay, we're just jumping in right there. So what are you drinking anyways tonight? Because we didn't uh, even talk about this before the show.
0: So Janiel made this. I think this the t- tastes like the cozy cookie from Toccoa. Okay. So I'm guessing that's what it is. And that's okay. I'm here for that. It's like a warm Christmas hug.
1: Which, I mean, we're in fall right now. Well, I mean, well, technically, no. after recording, we are yeah. we are recovering from our turkey comas. Yeah. Or Taco Thursday, commas. (laughs) Taco Thursday? I would love Taco Thursday. It's Taco Tuesday, bro. Taco Tuesday! It's Tuesdays and tacos. We need a Taco Tuesday sound effect. Just Taco Tuesday! Like LeBron James. No, we need to to have the nacho for whenever we say Taco Tuesday. Or just have it for kicks and giggles. Or just that. Or stretchy pants. Or or some Napoleon Dynamite where it's like... Dude, Dude, the tots! Yep, yep. You know, you don't have to drink 2%. I remember that line. What is it? It's like, do you drink skim? Was it? you drink skim because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You can drink 2% if you want. Isn't that how that that line goes? It's been an attorney since I watched (laughs) those movies. But I'm drinking good old decaf from our favorite electric brew over here in Elkhart. But check this out, dude. So I went to a coffee shop last week Mm -hmm. because, you know, we didn't record last week because I was down in Indianapolis visiting my in-laws. And so we went down Wednesday, Thursday. I worked at a coffee shop pretty much all day glorious. I was I was kind of twitching by the end because I had more caffeine than normal. Um, but I had a a egg, bacon, and cheese uh, bagel. I had two of them because they were so good. I had one for wow. breakfast and one for like a little later lunch. One with the everything bagel, one with plain bagel. But, so this coffee shop, it cool. was... Uh, I won't call it the brick. It's not the brickyard, but I, it's something like that. It's the brick house. I think it's brick house coffee or something like that Shh, down in Indiana. You drink that brick <clears throat> house. <laughs> house. <laughs> but So I went to this place called the brick house, right? And so when you pull up, you're thinking, what am I walking into? It's like, okay, think of like um, Southeast Side Kroger where it's just all these storefronts and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. is it ghetto? Is it not? I'm not really sure. Right. Kind of had that vibe a little bit, gotcha, but you gotcha. walk in and. This is not only just like a coffee shop, but it's also their, like, roastery. So, Ah, you walk in, and you got, like, that oh oh, bro. (laughs) Oh, brother. Oh. Whoo, it was good. But you got this big old roaster off to the side. Like, and I don't know what it was, but it was bigger than what South Bend Chocolate uses. It was— and it was new, and it was gorgeous. And then they had all their green coffee bean bags lined up. Nice. And then around the entire place, they used old coffee bags, like the old, like, like you know, like those decorate, 50-pound yep, bags. Yep, yep, yep. But then they put frames, and so that way it was like the coffee bag was, like, at an angle, and then the frame was over, like, the logo. Nice. So it was a weird, like, three-dimensional That's cool. artwork. And so, but the coffee there, dude, like, I just, I just had normal coffee. Like, just, I had batch brew, not even pour over, just some batch brew because it was a dollar refill, so I... I spent quite a bit of money on, <laughs> on between food and coffee, but he's like, I didn't make any I mean, money. That day. That's a dollar per refill. You I know? did not make any money that day. <laughs> nope. I mean, I had some meetings, so that was fun, <laughs> right? but it was even their batch brew was phenomenal. Nice. It was some good banging coffee. And so, but, but I thought of you when I saw this and I didn't want to buy it because not because I'm cheap, just because I'm like, cuz you spend all your money on have already bought a lot of coffee. <laughs> I have a lot of coffee at home right now. But they actually do the same competition stuff. So they were selling yeah. their competition bags. Oh, nice. And so they had different competition bags and they had their normal stuff and whatever. And their whole idea was the fact of the coffee shop is small local indie. But they buy their stuff direct from the farmers and ship yep, it in so yep, there's no yep. middlemen. Yep. So even that's though the, the coffee is it. still overpriced like normal, they're like, no, no, more money goes back into the farmers. But that's see, that's Tacoa man. And that's it was super what, cool. Like what was what was wild was I'm sitting there working, right? And on all sides of me, there was like a pastor meeting with like a kid who was talking about going into ministry. There was another one who you could tell they're talking about Bible study stuff, another one where it's like two two uh Two moms we, with their kids are talking about Jesus, and I'm like, can we I'm just surrounded say, by Jesus, people, in this coffee I, shop. I, this gonna, is awesome.
0: Can we just say if Jesus, you know, we had that episode
1: where we talked you're about gonna Christ. You're going to get in trouble. If Christ was back here, like, but, during this day and age, right? The same people who, talked to, who texted me about the fact that I went off about pot and being selfish are going to text you now about no, what you're about to say. No, but what I'm going to say is. Because it's a drug. All I'm going to say is the discipleship. <laughs> Seems to be happening the most at, at coffee, coffee shops. <laughs> so where's Jesus going to be? So Jesus going to be at the coffee shop teaching his disciples. And that's what I mean. Someone's going to text me like, I can't believe Jesus went to the coffee shop. He's going to, instead of breaking w- bread and drinking wine, he's going to be breaking an egg sandwich. He's going to be breaking an egg sandwich and some, and some some that's avocado so toast. Jesus is going to so be breaking sorry. some avocado toast. You know what? Saying. I'm
0: recanting that because that was. You might, might want to do your rewind. That was, yeah. all right we're back ladies and gentlemen but that was really that was i'm just gonna go ahead and and pull that retract that statement right now that's (laughs) okay as it was coming out of my mouth i'm like this is a little
1: sacrilegious maybe how about we do this how about we read the review and then we'll get into the conversation let's do that like before the 10 minute mark sabrina
0: look at that boom we did it we've sang we've talked about coffee we've uh oh meatloaf there's another one bingo you know madam secretary oh there you go (laughs) Look at that. There you go. That's for Sabrina. All right. All
1: right. So uh this is from Matt Durham. Which wait, wait, is Matt Durham? I, I'm gonna sound like an idiot right now. Matt, is this you who who puts like daily like scriptural like devotions inside the Facebook group? I think this is this Matt, right? You better hope so. I sure hope so, because that Matt is phenomenal. I love that man. So um <laughs> <laughs> What? You alienate so many people all the time. You're like, this is the best dude right here.
0: <laughs> it's like, what about me? I can hear people going. Why is he the best dude? Why can't everybody No do that? Jim,
1: <laughs> Jim Jim and ah, ah, ah. Careful? Shh. just just read the review. <laughs> I can't say Rodney? Just read the Jim review. Jim and Rodney, we love you guys. So uh Chris and Mark. Well, first off, you spelled my name wrong, bro. That's okay. <laughs> so um this was left back on June twenty-sixth. It says, Chris. Da-da-da, Mark, da-da-da, I don't even know what to say or how to say it, but the two of you took a little getting used to for me, which is fair. Yep. that's fair. In the for beginning, I was just looking for a new podcast to listen to, something to drown out the silence. That well, was we not can us. do that. <laughs> um, as time went in, though, and I really started to listen and then re listen to your thoughts and pro- provocations. Yeah, provocations, that's a nice word. I really became thankful for God putting the two of you into a place in uh, your... Wait, putting... A place in your a life. A place in your lives where you could be part of my life. There we go. There. You two have hit the proverbial nail on the head in so many ways. The only thing I ask is, don't stop believing. Just don't stop. I know like it's crazy, but you guys are making a difference. Please don't stop ever. Thank you guys. Really. It meant so much to me. It's had some people to put things into perspective and call me out on some of my shenanigans. Well, uh, we want to send you and your shenanigans a mini swag bag for leaving that amazing review. So, yes. Matt, if you live in the United States of America, send us an email at realtalkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com and we will get it in the mail. Yeah. And again, just to throw it out
0: there, because we have been getting so many requests. And I know, uh, you know, many people will probably won't hear this for a while. Oh, like our message has been blowing up like no one's business. But the big thing is is that uh, we do not do the RTC coffee anymore. Nope. I just don't have the the bandwidth of the time to do that anymore uh which not, makes, not which, which extra before they freak out that means your boy don't get any rtc coffee either so i have not roasted since spring i think that's how crazy my life has been and we're in and well time it's of recording been nuts is, it's like yeah november so but <laughs> yeah season been nuts <laughs> I, 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 for you man yeah i, I. <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> I know. Other than chipmunks, bro. I know what you're saying, bro. <laughs> yeah, but either way. So you have been and so Anyways, people yeah. want to know
1: we don't get that, but but yeah. we finally got that store relaunched again. We so, did, we did. You got to go into the store and then click on what type of the picture you want, and then there's like 30, 50 items in each one of those pictures. Whether it's like the white logo, smaller, big; black logo, smaller, big. You want the green background? You want the purple background? All that. Basically, kind of fun it makes stuff. it
0: really easy to get swag other than the mini swag bag. We've really scaled back of what we've been doing, and we're just doing the mini swag.
1: Yeah, because uh, um, we ain't got to sponsor ha- no more. Yeah, and we're having a hard time even keeping up with that. So, anyway, absolutely. All right, dude. So, let's jump into the conversation. Let's get it. So, the
0: premise of the topic today of the fear, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Uh, I was reading in my devotions one day, and I came across uh, the good old Proverbs 1-7 where it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. And I started thinking to myself, like, huh. You know, we say to you know, it's it's a good thing to fear the Lord, but is it always good to fear the Lord? And what does fearing the Lord looks like look like? And 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 basically, you know, what does it actually mean? And so that took me down the Rabbit Trail. The old this is how we come up with podcast topics. We get a thought in our mind or a devotion, then or and then go, we just go <laughs> So uh Which
1: did we just recently talk about wisdom recently? Cause I feel like this conversation about we like the fear of the, the Lord. I was like, oh, we need to have this conversation about what it is. Didn't, well, it was we talked about uh,
0: the the like a godly man and a godly woman and what those look like.
1: Yeah, we don't have us. We don't have one on wisdom. Yeah, right now. I know. I just so, but
0: this one is on, not on wisdom, but on fear of the Lord, sir. So wisdom might be a getting knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, so all right. So what does it mean? Which so, is a question I think we all literally like don't fully get.
0: Yeah. So me I mean, let's talk about what it does it mean and. What does it mean for us as believers and what does it mean for unbelievers? And I really want to start there of what it means for unbelievers to put it in perspective for for us Christians and what it means for unbelievers and why it's important for us to understand what it means for unbelievers. Um, So for unbelievers, it really comes down to the premise that they need Jesus, right? So Romans 3.23 states all have sinned and Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. For unbelievers, the simple fact is one day... We will all stand before the judgment seat of God and have to give an account. For believers, we are, are for believers we are viewed through the covering of Christ's sacrifice as payment or atonement for our sins. For those who do not believe by their own merit. Yet we know that Romans three, ten through twelve states that none are good, not even one. And that says, as it is written, there is not uh, no one righteous, not even one. There is no one that who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. That's what Romans 3, 10 through 12 says. So really, I wanted to bring in the premise of for us as Christians to understand what it means to fear of the Lord for believers is that one day they are going to stand. For un- unbelievers. For unbelievers. For, for, uh, that's what I meant. For, but for believers, for unbelievers. What it means for unbelievers is that they're gonna stand right next to believers at a day of judgment, but our day of judgment is gonna be more for rewards, whereas their judgment is gonna be based on the merit of how they live their life. And that we all know where that's gonna end up leading because there's no good, right? And so at that premise, for us, it should increase our uh, our uh, I don't wanna say fortitude. That's not the right word. Uh our Ambition, our ambition, our urgency of, of proclaiming the gospel and following through with the Great Commission and sharing the gospel to as many people as God allows and puts in our path, right? And as those conversations happen and those interactions, um, I understand not everybody is meant to go out and, and be an evangelist and not everybody has that gifting, but we all are called to go and make disciples, right? We are all called to proclaim the gospel and that could happen at work and one-on-one conversations with friends, family, Co-workers, so on and so forth. Um, so it, it should really sear in our minds that they are going to be their unbelievers on the day of judgment, just as we are. And so Adrian Rogers has this to say about it. So he said, when you look at the idea of the fear of the Lord, I think there are two different categories that we need to come up at it with. The first is, what does it mean for a non-Christian to fear the Lord? Because I think the way that non-Christian feels the Lord is very different from maybe somebody who does follow Jesus. For somebody who's not a believer in Christ to fear the Lord, I think it really means you're supposed to be afraid of the Lord. That uh, there's a reality that he is our maker and that because he is a good God, because he's a holy God, because he's a just God, there's a day coming that Jesus tells us that every idle word uh, that we're going to give an account are going to be given account for, and don't know about you, but that's terrifying if Jesus isn't standing between us to intercede. So for that's for unbelievers, right? So because this same Jesus, through he came, uh, though he came and died for sinners, for those who don't trust him, the Bible tells us that he's going to be a lion on the day. Uh, on that day and that we should tremble in fear before him knowing that we will be exposed fully and that if we haven't repented of our sins before we die and stand before him, that we will endure God's wrath for eternity. And that's a terrifying thing that ought ought bring us to repentance. I know it's one of the things that God used to draw me to himself uh, was that I came from a background where there was plenty of partying and all that kind of stuff. And there was one night I stepped away from a party and started driving or diving through God's word and came, to the passage that made me realize that I had sinned against my maker. And if I had died at that moment, I was doomed. And that fear drove me to Christ and praise God for that. So that was Adrian Rogers. On his take of why it's in, it's important to understand what fearing the Lord means for unbelievers.
1: And there is a lot of truth to that. I mean, you know, we had that one conversation going back a little bit as I my knee bonked it's, your arm. It's really okay, back. it's okay. Um, so we had that conversation of does following Jesus just to get out of hell is that good enough to save you? Mm-hmm. You know, and th- I think this is a bit of a different conversation because you know if we had that conversation where it's like you know um, the read the, the Bible legitimately scared the hell out of Adrian Rogers because um, he didn't want to face God's well, wrath because like but this God's yeah. wrath is true. But if we just say I just don't want to go to hell when I die, I think that's different from the fear of the Lord,
0: right? So, know? but but for unbelievers, fearing the Lord is a fear of what is to come, right? Right? That they should be fearing and trembling because of. Of the judgment that is going to
1: befall them for um, the consequence of not choosing him, right? And you know, like, okay, so Beth and I were watching the movie Devil Wars Prada last night. which I know was okay. I'd never seen it; it was good. But <laughs> so, but in that movie, I remember—I I don't remember characters' names. Um, but the the main character who was a uh, oh shoot, who was it played by Barbara Streisand? Right? Uh, no, no. Now, why did I say Barbara Streisand? No. That's you, not even close. Uh, Come on, Mark. Um, yeah, I can't remember her name. She played in the Hundred and One Dalmatians. 2. This is really bad because I'm like, it's Glenn, on a tip of Glenn, my tongue. Glenn. Um, nope. 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 I had I nailed it when I saw. I'm like, oh, that's this person, right? either way we'll look it up later yeah. but so so we're watching the movie right and so when she walks in she came in early once like she's supposed to be there at 9 a.m and she's supposed to come in at eight and everyone lost their ever-loving minds because the boss is showing up they didn't want to get caught doing the wrong thing they didn't want to be caught not ready so there were chicks changing out their shoes for Meryl Streep dang it I'm like I that was bad I said Barbara Walters that's <laughs> that's not even close I was, Meryl thinking, I was
0: thinking Glenn Close so don't worry about oh that. yeah no, we weren't <laughs> even close
1: um but so like, but people were changing their shoes because they didn't want to get caught dead in the wrong shoes. They didn't right. want to get caught dead with their desk dirty. They didn't want to get caught uh, get caught dead not having all their work ready. But then the other people that were like, ah, it's just whatever. She's a little early, but it's fine because they were in, like her good graces and her inner circle. They didn't care if she showed up early. It's whatever, right? You know. And I don't want to equate that to to this, but there is a level of when the boss shows up and you're not ready. That puts the fear of like. Well, it goes consequences b- <laughs> in people's yeah. minds in the workplace, and
0: it goes back to like us talking about the ten virgins and always being ready for yourself. Yep. Well, as an unbeliever, what is there to be ready? I mean, you're you're if you're living as an unbeliever, you gotta the only way to be ready is to come to Christ, right? And like Adrian Rogers says, we're all going to be judged and have to take a you know be held to an account for everything we've said or done. I'd rather have Christ in the middle, <laughs> interceding f- on my behalf, than not having him. It's like it's like going to court for murder. And you got a really good lawyer who's going to get you off, or not having a lawyer, like, right? So, like, that's the way I. And this is it. where this
1: conversation gets hard because, like, you know, I'm I'm friends with a lot of people who are not believers, or I've, I'm thinking of one person in particular who was a believer, sang in worship bands, had a touring band, like Christian, like full fledged Christian touring in, in churches bands, and now she's like, I want nothing to do with Christianity, yeah. To the point where she's even like. Um. Hey, Christians, read these specific verses and tell me—is that really the God you follow? And I'm like, oh, I got answers for those. If you want to talk about it, yep. Um, <laughs> but but there are people like that out there where it's not like like the fear of the Lord for them. It's like. If this is the God you want to serve, I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there and this is where like you know, Solomon's talking about the the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom and, right. and understanding is fearing the Lord. And a lot of times we then flip over to Romans one where people start worshiping the created instead of the creator. Right. And for us as Christians, because most of us listening to this this podcast are probably Christians. If not, yo, welcome to the party, man. We're yeah, glad right, you're here. Right. But you know, for us as Christians, we look at this and understand it and go, like, yes, God is a vengeful, righteous. Judge, for lack of a better word. And we uh, see—and I'm trying to think of the catechism question we've been doing with the kids, where it's like, how do we know God? Well, we learn about him through um, his law— and his attributes and his creation. And then through those, we even see his wrath. God's wrath is a part of this. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, that is a comforting thing in some regards to know mm-hmm. that God has wrath because that someday God's going to make all things right. Well, that's what it, it talks so about for,
0: in Revelation where the, the saints that had died during the time of the great tribulation cried out seeking justice, saying how much longer until you will justice. It's or, the classic or, of, yeah, hey,
1: like, like when my when my kids are fighting, ooh, I'm going to go tell dad because they're like, dad's going to whip you. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to whip no butt, but it's more effective like dad's going to get you yeah and right. they have a bit of a weird joy about it because like you won't get in trouble with dad yeah but that's because because they're tattling
0: yeah well and that's that's not the same i think as like with the martyrs of, of hey when are you going to Go and, you know, pour out your vengeance on, on our behalf. Right. You know, I think it's going to be two different states because most kids or most people that are like, mm, I can't wait for this to happen. It's it ain't for good intentions. Like, no, not at all. It's for vengeful tensions and vengeance
1: is God's. That's and he will repay, right? now. it's not ours. So but to bring it full circle, so I'm not just pandering yeah, the yeah. thought, it's the fact of us as Christians, like, you know, when we see the wrath of God, like what Adrian Rogers said, is the fact of, hey, we don't have to be scared of it. We don't have to be afraid of it because we're the children of God. We're protected mm-hmm. by him. Right. But there is also that level of If someone's not a believer, is this, and this is the question that that I think is good for us to talk about, is this a good starting spot to realize of Mm. God created everything one day I just stand before him, and if I'm not on his side or on his team, whatever language you want to speak, part of his family, um, you and deep doo doo, like you screwed, right? And so, is that a a good starting spot for Christians, or are there different, or for, for unbelievers? I'm sorry, or are there other better starting spots, or does it matter? Did, I mean, does it differ on the person? Mm. Just thinking through those fun questions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, like I said, for any unbeliever, the very starting point is they need to find Christ, right? So otherwise, there is no sacrifice for sin at that point, right? If Christ, if they don't accept Christ's gift, right? It's like if, if he's trying to hand you the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Well, if you smack it out of his hand, you're not getting into the chocolate factory. You got to take the ticket, right, in order to get in. Sorry, we just watched the
1: old... Gene Wilder. That's all right. We, just, we just brought up two movies in the last like five minutes. Yeah. So, anyways, but, but, um, but, you know, but then to end it so we can move on with what Adrian Rogers said is the fact of for somebody who's not a believer in Christ, if you're the Lord, I really think it means you're supposed to be afraid. Like, you're yeah, supposed to yeah, be Yeah. You should be
0: 100% scared. Like, no, scared. Scur- because, scur- because, again, it's you're looking at facing an eternity of God's wrath rather than just like the hardships of the world. Like, whatever that, whatever that wrath looks like. Right. And we're not here to debate what the wrath looks like at the end, but there is an eternity of whatever that wrath looks like. Right. So anyways. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on. What does the fear of the Lord mean for believers? So gotquestions.com, our friends over there. Oh, set, dot org. Uh, dot dot org. That's right. Why did I say dot com? I don't know. Anyways, they have they have this to say about it. Believers are not to be scared of God. We have no reason to be scared of him. We have his promise that nothing can separate us from his love. Romans eight thirty eight through 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything created or created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we have his promise that he will never leave us or forsake us. Hebrews 13, 5b through 6 says, I will never leave you or abandon you. Therefore, we may say, are boldly say the lord is my helper i will not be afraid what can man do to me fearing god means having reverence for him that greatly impacts the way we live the fear of god is respecting him obeying him submitting to his discipline and worshiping him in awe. so let's break that down to what that means and how uh, our follower should fear the lord right so so kind of take in what gotquestions.org had to say, and let's break that down into a little bit uh, more of a manageable thing, and we can talk through each one. Sounds good. So uh, we'll start with reverence and awe. The fear of the Lord starts with a deep sense of reverence and awe towards God. It's an acknowledgment of his majesty, his holiness, and his greatness. Recognizing God's awe-inspiring attributes and character leads us to approach him with humility and respect. This fear is not a paralyzing terror, but a posture of honor and adoration. So Hebrews 12, 25 through 29 says, See to it that you do not reject the one who speaks. For if they did not escape when they rejected him who warned them on the earth, even less we, uh, will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. His voice shook the earth at that time. And now he had promised, yet once more, I will shake not the earth, but also the heavens. This expression, yet once more, indicates the removal of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what is not shaken might remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. By it, we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe, for the uh, for our God is a consuming fire. So Hebrews here in this passage, the writer of Hebrews is talking about the voice that can shake the earth, can shake all of creation, right? That's who God is. God is the person that can shake everything. And uh, uh, and he is creating a new place, a kingdom that cannot be shaken, right? And so because of that, that's why we should have reverence and awe towards him and, and in that uh, aspect. So Psalm 34, 8 through 10 says, Taste to see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him? You who are his holy ones, fear the Lord. For those who fear him, lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will lack nothing. Uh, lack will not lack anything good. So again, by by having this reverence at all towards somebody, an all powerful God who can take care of us because He is our refuge, who can shake the heavens, who can shake the earth, who can create a kingdom that's unshakable, all from coming forth from His voice. Uh, it's a pretty thing that to. to be reverent of and, and awe inspired from. <clears throat> so gotquestions.org says this to say about it. So reverence is an honor and respect that is deeply felt and outwardly demonstrated because of the Lord God's awesome power and majesty. He is deserving of the highest level of reverence. He keeps, uh, keep my Sabbath. And, uh, this is what, uh, Leviticus 19 30 says, keep my Sabbath and revere my sanctuary. I am the Lord. The Bible records reverence as an automatic response of everyone who encounters the awesome grandeur of the Lord God almighty. So it goes through like numbers, judges, first Chronicles, anytime anybody, um, came before the Lord, they fell down in fear. Like you think of Moses in the burning bush, you think of Gideon, you think of, um, all these, these saints of old Joshua, um, that they fell down and, and were afraid. It was that reverence and awe of God and his spirit or his messengers because of the glory that God was, you know, even like, Moses, when he came down from the, the mountain, the the majesty of God, the glory of God was on his face. They made him wear a veil just by Moses being in his presence, not even seeing his face, but being in his presence because of how powerful God is. That That's why we should revere and, and be just awe-inspired by him because of how, how great he is, how, how majestic he is, how powerful he is. Um, so yeah, that's why we should have reverence and awe of him, and that's part of fearing. I love it. I say let's keep moving.
1: All right. Let's keep moving. I'm going to keep some my thoughts tucked away because I don't want to jump ahead or <laughs> get stuck on I'm like, I got some thoughts, but I'm going right. to stick
0: to it. We, I mean, we already know that this is a big teaching one for me. You know how I, I write sometimes. Yes, sir. <laughs> so
1: I'm here for the ride, homie. Let's right.
0: go. So the next one is recognizing God's authority. Another aspect of the fear of the Lord is recognizing God's authority over our lives. It's understanding that he is our ultimate source of power and wisdom. So Psalm 33, 8 through 9 says, let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him for he spoke and it came into being he commanded and it came into existence second chronicles 25 through 6 says then jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of judah and jerusalem in the lord's temple before the new courtyard he said lord god of our ancestors are you not the god who is in heaven and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation power and might are in your hand and no one can stand against you Isaiah 45, 9 says, woe to, uh, to the one who argues with his maker, one clay pot among many. Does clay say to the one uh, forming it, Why, uh, what are you making? Or uh, does your work say he has no hands? So this actually is funny because remember in Romans 9, Paul's basically quoting Isaiah 45 here mm. when he's referencing back. So it's a pretty cool correlation there. And we're going to talk about it. Romans nine nineteen through twenty four says, "You will say to me, therefore, why then does he still find fault? Who for who will resist his will? On the contrary, you who are a human being, to are you who are blah blah blah. your button? There we go. You uh, who are you a human being to talk back to God? Will what is formed say to the one who formed it? Why did you make me like this? Or has the powder no right over the clay to make?" from the same lump, one piece of pottery for honor and another for dishonor. And what if God wanting to display his wrath and to make his power known endured with much patient, patient objects, I'm sorry, with much patience, uh, objects of wrath prepared for destruction and what if he did not or what if he did this to make known the riches of his glory and object uh, blah 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 but blah, blah. T- terrible, terrible and what if he did this to make known the riches of his glory on objects of mercy that he prepared beforehand for glory on us the one he also called not only for the jews but also for the gentiles and then Isaiah forty five, eighteen through twenty-four says, For this is what the Lord says, the creator of the heavens, the God who formed the earth and made it the one who established it. He did not create it to be a wasteland, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret somewhere in the land of darkness. I did not say to the descendants of Jacob, seek me in the wasteland. I am the Lord who speaks righteously or, and who declares what is right. Come gather together and approach you fugitives of the nation. Those who carry their wooden idols and pray to the God who cannot save them are cannot save and have, and has no knowledge. Uh, speak up and present your case. Yes, let me consult each other. For or Who predicted this long ago? Who announced it from the ancient times? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God but me, a righteous God and Savior. There is no one except me. Turn to me and be saved. All the ends of the earth all the ends of the earth for i am god and there is no other by myself i have sworn truth has gone from my mouth a word that will not be revoked every knee will bow to me every tongue will swear allegiance it will be said about me righteousness and strength are found only in the lord all who are enraged against him will come to him and be put to shame so again this is all talking about different people throughout uh, scripture, different different from David to, to the writer of Chronicles, Isaiah, Paul, uh, all talking about the power and, and authority that God has um, over the earth and over the nations. Uh, the next part is uh, departing from evil. <clears throat> so the fear of the Lord involves departing from evil and living in obedience to his word. Proverbs 8, 13 states, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance are and the way of evil, our perverted speech, I hate. When we truly fear the Lord, we develop a deep aversion to sin and a desire to live in righteousness. It compels us to align our lives with his command and seek his guidance in all areas. So Proverbs 16:1 through 9 says, The reflections of the heart belong to mankind, but the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. All a person's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs motives. Commit your activities to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has prepared everything for his purpose, even the wicked for the day of disaster. Everyone with a proud heart is detestable to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Iniquity is atoned for by loyalty and faithfulness, and one turns from evil by the fear of the Lord. When a person's uh, person's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better a little with righteousness than Great income with injustice. A person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. And then Proverbs 3, 3, 5-8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, uh, know him and he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. So again, departing from evil is another way in which we fear the Lord. We understand that in living in obedience and turning away from evil, this is another way that we show reverence, awe, and acknowledge his authority um, as we f- fear the Lord.
1: Love it. All right, let's keep going. Oh, man. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of reading, bro. Woo! You tell me when you take a break. I can read for you if we um, need. All right. Uh,
0: pursuing wisdom and knowledge so proverbs 1 7 again we talked about this at the top of the top of the hour here or tap of the half hour whatever you want to call it <laughs> proverbs 1 7 says reminds us that uh, the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge when we fear the lord we recognize our need for his wisdom and seek it earnestly as we pursue knowledge and understanding in his ways we grow in our relationship with him and equ- and are equipped to make wise choices So this next little part
1: comes from um, crosswalk.com. You want to read this for me? Sure. It says, when we fear the Lord, we gain wisdom because our perspective enlarges so we can see how much we need God. Seeing the wonder of God's awesome power and holiness opens our eyes spiritually. In the face of our creator's glory, we can see where we really are in a relationship with him and can be inspired to move closer. Encountering the wonder of God at work in our lives inspires us to take stock in our choices. Now that's, that's dope. Right. Take stock. In your choices, have we been making a relationship with God a top priority in our lives? Um, I, I need working on that one. Have we accepted His forgiveness for sins? Have we chosen to pursue greater holiness in our thoughts, words, and actions? We acquire more wisdom as we do so. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, because we because feeling. See, it's hard when you I know, right? (laughs) The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because feeling awe expands our perspective on any situation. As awe lifts our perspectives beyond ourselves to God, we become wise by directing our attention to God rather than just ourselves. We can move past our problems and towards possibilities as we allow awe to grow our wisdom since... With God, all things are possible. That comes from Matthew nineteen twenty six. Fearing God by having a sense of reverence for His wonder helps us be wise enough to stop placing limits on what our all powerful God can do in our lives. Fearing God with awe inspires uh, inspires with the wisdom we need to trust God in deeper ways. So as we pursue wisdom and knowledge, we
0: we learn more about God and who He is and His ways and His understandings. And during those times. That's when we again start to fear the Lord a little bit more because of the awe and reverence and his authority and everything. And you know, turning away from evil and pursuing good and pursuing wisdom and pursuing but knowledge. This is also see
1: a- starting to turn a little bit in terms of just your mindset, but now your actions where right. all of a sudden now it's like you because of you have the fear of the Lord, you're taking stock in your actions that it's good, that it's gonna be okay, right. that God can do anything. And so now we're starting to see the joy that comes from fear right. of the Lord too. Exactly. And you know, I know people who listen to this podcast who are also new lifers like Amy Pastor Mike, not Michael, you know, founding pastor. Pastor Mike, he big, his big, big Mike. his life verse when he first got saved. What kind of with the verse that grabbed hold of his heart? He says is the is that passage where it says, "But with God." All things are possible. So we have that verse right as you walk into our church above, like above the, the the doors to the worship center or the sanctuary, the stadium, whatever you want to call it. That verse is up there. That verse is also in the cornerstone of, of the new building. And he says it pretty much every single week from the, the platform because he wants to remind us that, you know, with God, because you fear the Lord. You don't know what he's gonna do. Right. But it can't be limited. And that totally takes us into
0: our next point of Ooh, fearing the Lord. So look that was at a that. good that was a good tee up there. That sir. was an accident. So uh trust and dependence, mm. right? So the fear of the Lord leads us to our place through all this leads us to a place where we trust God. And uh, and depend on him alone. So Proverbs 14, 26 says, In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children have refuge. Fearing God means entrusting our lives to him, knowing that he is faithful, loving, and will provide for our needs. It's a trust that brings us security and peace in the midst of life's uncertainties. So, our, our friends at GodQuestions.org again, this is what they had to say in their article. It says, Here are some practical ways to depend on God alone. Number one, pray. Prayer is among other things, an acknowledgment of God's power, promises, and provisions. When you pray, you demonstrate dependence on God. The biblical command is to present your requests to God. Philippians four six. Number two, honor the Bible. The Word of God has information, instruction, examples, and promises for the New Testament believers. Read from your Bible every day. Check everything against the truth of your Word. Acts seventeen eleven. And then there are, and when there is conflict between what the Bible says and what anyone else says, go with the Bible. I listen to what God, the Lord, says. Psalm eighty five eight. Do right. So you see how this is all compounding on what we've already talked about. Yep. But this is also building that that trust and security in Christ. Um so do right at all times in all situations. Uh do what you know is right and leave the results with God. Uh, Jochebed, I think that's how you say that, yep. did right. By uh, saving her baby Moses, Exodus 2, 1 through 10. Daniel did right by defying the king and praying to the Lord, Daniel 6. David did right by standing up to Goliath, 1 Samuel 17. In each case, their dependence on God uh, was on God alone uh, and was rewarded. Be a living sacrifice. Romans 12.1 says to offer up your body as a living sacrifice to God. Acceptable sacrifices are purified from sin and dedicated to God. When you become a living sacrifice, you live for the Lord. You cease fighting for your own rights and give up trusting in your own strength. As you learn to become a living sacrifice for God, you will discover the truth that when I am weak, then I am strong. Because he makes me strong. It's not because of anything we do. 2 Corinthians twelve. Ten. So, uh, Number five, abide in Christ. The Christian life is not a now and then rendezvous with God. It is making God your dwelling place, living with him. Jesus put it this way, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain with me, John 15, 4. Depend on Christ as a fruit-laden branch depends on the grapevine. The branch attached to the vine is fulfilling its purpose. And number six, refuse to worry. God cares for his children even more than the grass that he clothed with flowers and the birds that he daily feeds. Yes, you have needs, but your heavenly Father knows. Matthew 6, 32. Learn to cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. Keep some of the anxiety on yourself, I'm sorry, keeping some of the anxiety on yourself is to doubt God's care. So, again, we need to learn to trust and depend on God for our day-to-day things. And, and as we continue to uh, put our trust and our dependence in him, uh, then we can find that Proverbs 14, 26 is true, that in fearing the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children have refuge because God is the one that takes care of us
1: as he takes care of the birds in the air and the flowers in the field. You know, and when we're looking through all these things, it's, it's really easy to agree with this in theory. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to be like, yeah, that's what the Bible says. But then now it's like, okay, but now in your day to day walk, like I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, um, how often do I pray to acknowledge God's power, promises and provision? Not very much. Do I honor my Bible? I would say, yes, I do, but it says read your Bible every day. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm not doing so great with that one. Do right. Yeah, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a living sacrifice, like you know, for for me, I'm like, okay, we're doing okay in that one, I think. And it says abide in Christ, and it's like, am I really connected to the vine right now?
0: Right. Yeah. Or are we just because, doing the rendezvous with God
1: from week to weekend, right. Sunday and, service? And because and we and we talk about this in in the uh, in the Facebook group. So if you're not part of that, make sure you get over there. We have talked about this in other podcasts. Like, where is there more to life than death and taxes? Where it's the fact of, am I just going? You know, the the day in day out grind of. Work, being a parent, being a spouse, being a friend, having this, having interest, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, crap, it's been a whole week. Right. Like it's, it's Sunday again, which, which that's why, I mean, that's why you and I both are like, no, going to church is not an amazing rhythm. We talked about that back in last January, right. what rhythms are you going to put in your life to keep focused on Jesus? And you know, it's a great rhythm. It's an anchor, but it's like, man, you can blink and it's like, it's been a whole stinking week. And how have I thought about Jesus that much? Well, and I think this is a good time of
0: year, you know, coming up upon the Christmas season here in a few weeks from, from time what the episode drops of of the reset right Mm -hmm. and finding those rhythms like we talked about a couple years ago in our january episode about finding the rhythm of your life but having the this should be the great reset in the christian life for christians of looking at these six things and we'll have the link in the show notes about do i pray do i honor the uh, honor the bible am i doing right Am I being a living sacrifice? And that's just more than just like, hey, am I being a, a, a sacrifice to my family's needs? But am I being a sacrifice to others? Am I being a sacrifice to God? Have I presented myself as a holy sacrifice unto him and saying, Lord, where you lead me, I will go. Are we abiding in Christ? Are we abiding in the vine? You know, Christ is the vine. That's one of the, the we do these adornments for cr- the Christmas season where it's Adorn- like they're called adornments. And they're like little ornaments, and each one goes through like the names of Christ, and so you do a little devotion. Oh, that! Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of them is Christ is the vine, and so learning to abide in the vine, you know, in in Christ, that that we have to learn to abide in Him as He is the vine, and and that's how we bear fruit is by abiding Him. But the big thing is is to to refuse to worry too. I mean, so much time, especially during this time of year, right? You're like Oh, I got to worry about like, oh my goodness, I got, the kids are out of school and I got to worry about what I'm doing with them on a day to day basis. I got to worry about, you know, all the get togethers we got going on. I got to worry about all the church events. I got to worry about this, 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 and this, and this, Weather, you know, tires, What I mean, whatever it may be. And it's like, no, refuse to worry and, and rely on Christ. And when you're inviting in him and you're looking to him, yes, things may happen and things may come, but he can be your comfort in those times. Right. And it's always harder to to want to run to him typically we want to run away from him and kind of take control and do our own thing but christ is saying don't do that cast your cares upon me and i because i care for you you know that's what he says in first peter five seven and that's what we have to do is in these times where it may seem desperate or down or where we might be struggling with these different aspects of life whether it's family whether it's job whether it's church whether it's any of these things um If we cast our anxieties on him, he cares for us. He's going to be there for us. When we're not there for him, he's always there for us, begging us to come back to him and saying, abide with me as I do with you. Stay with me. I have sacrificed myself for you. Because if you look at all this stuff... He's done all this. He prayed on our behalf. He sent the prophets and and established the law and, and established the apostles to bring us the Bible. He did right by us. He was the living sacrifice. He abides in us and he refused to worry because he knows he has everything in control. And so that's all that, man, it's just like such a powerful, that itself could have been a podcast right there. I don't know why I didn't do that, but, uh, it's so impactful and powerful when you understand that, that when you are trusting and depending on God that, and you're doing, doing your part, right. Cause it's a, it's, it's not a, it's a hundred one, it's a hundred and one, it's like a hundred percent God and like 1% us, I guess mm. it's, it's us just being willing to sac or to, to say I surrender. That's, that's the 1% we offer to Christ. We offer nothing to Christ. Christ doesn't need us at all, and yet he sacrificed himself. He came to this earth. He died for us as an atonement for our sins so that he could have and restore fellowship with us. Come on, and we ain't even done with the podcast yet, folks. Uh, we we, got,
1: we one. got one more. We got, we got one more to go through. So the all last... right, boss. So, 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 right, so let's on. recap. Let's yeah, recap. For so, so for the believer... Fearing the Lord means that, that or um, so let's break down how a follower should fear the Lord. Number right. one was reverence and awe. Mm-hmm. Number two was recognize God's authority. Mm-hmm. Number three was depart from evil. Number four was pursue wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Number, did five, I miscount? Number five. five is trust and dependence. And now, last but not least, number six. Worship and obedience.
0: So lastly, the fear of the Lord naturally leads us to worship and obedience. And obedience, when we truly understand the greatness of God and his deep love for us, we respond with reverence, praise, and a desire to honor him. The fear of the Lord transforms our hearts, motivating us to live in obedience to his commands and to love and serve him wholeheartedly. So if all these things, if we properly fear the Lord, right, if we understand why we should fear the Lord and how powerful is and, and the authority and just trust him and depend on him, it will naturally lead us to a changed heart and we will worship and obey. That's where we're going to end up at. And so the Apostle Paul te- uh, described true worship perfectly in Romans 12, 1 through 2. It says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacri- uh, living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is. Not that you will prove and you will become a better Christian, but you will prove what the will of God is. You will prove God's will By doing that, that it, which is good and acceptable or well-pleasing and perfect. This passage contains all the elements of true worship. First, there is the motivation to worship the mercies of God. God's mercies are everything he has given us. Uh, That we don't deserve eternal love, eternal grace, the Holy Spirit, everlasting peace, eternal joy, saving faith, comfort, strength, wisdom, hope, patience, kindness, honor, glory, righteousness, security, eternal life, forgiveness, reconciliation, justification, sanctification, freedom, intercession, and so much more. The knowledge and understanding of these incredible gifts motivates to us to pour forth praise and thanksgiving. So in other words, we want to worship, right? So looking at just all these things that God gives to us, right? Why wouldn't we be so thankful and want to worship him in this understanding when we get outside of ourselves and we look at what Christ has done for us and what he gives to us? I mean, we I, there was just so much there and there's so much more I could have put, but it's just... It's so crazy the amount of things that God does for us. And we're always like, well, you know, I wish I had a little bit more. Or at least that's how I feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, well, why can't my health be better? And it's like, well, look at all this stuff Christ gave to me. And it, this is such a reminder. it's like preaching to myself again, right? So I preached to myself when I I, I wrote all this, and then I'm preaching to myself again.
1: But, well, there's even that passage where it's uh, where, it, where the set your set your eyes on things above right, rather than what's well, going on in and, our everyday life. And that's why... I, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right?
0: And mm-hmm. that's why we should always seek first the kingdom of God, and then God will take care of our needs. As as we seek him, spend time with him, he'll take care of us just like he did with Elijah, right? When Elijah was on the run, he he had crows feeding him. Like, and and that may look different, right? When we say that he'll take care of us, it may be giving us comfort in our last dying breath. Like we might be like some of the, the martyrs, right, where they were praising God or they— you know the the one bishop that uh, renounced, put his hand on the on the Bible and renounced his faith or whatever, uh, renounced his Protestantism, and became Catholic. Well, then he went back to Protestant Protestantism and was burned at the stake. And he put his hand in the flame. And he said, "This is the hand hand that caused offense," and that was the first hand he stuck out into the flame before he lost his life um, for his faith in Christ. Right, and so. Um, but in those moments of of it doesn't matter as long as we seek first the kingdom of God, he's going to take care of our needs. And whatever that may be in that circumstance, needs may not be that he's going to bail us out of anything, but it may mean that he's going to comfort us. Those are the needs we have at those times.
1: Yeah, you know, I was listening to a podcast today, uh, uh, you know, good old Ask N.T. Wright Anything, um, a little rewind. And one of the questions that, that Justin Briley was talking to N.T. Wright about was, Answering kids' tough questions Mm -hmm. of when kids are asking why why do bad things happen or why like why are there homeless people on the streets stuff like that where it's like you know kids see things and just ask questions or you know if God like like why did God make mosquitoes like like really silly questions like that but but one of the big questions that N T Wright had to feed the bats well right and (laughs) and you know I guess suck blood too Um, but you know one of the things that that N T Wright was talking about was the fact of with suffering and with hardships in today's culture, he goes, you know, us Western Christians have such a historically odd view of how the world works because we're such a comfortable, Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're a comfortable culture, right? You know, we, we fight and we pay money to stay comfortable. Mm -hmm. We try to do different things to make sure that we stay comfortable, that we stay fed, that we have houses. And you know, whenever the, like tiny little, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not mishaps. That's not the right word. But any any tiny inconvenience that comes up, it's like, man, God must be against me. And then there's that meme where it's like, I just asked you to fold your laundry. Yeah, right. I just yeah. asked you to go to bed before eleven o'clock. Like, that, what? What? That, what do you mean, mean? What trial? That meme always makes me. Those laugh. memes are always like, because it's so true. It's God, like, why are you giving me this trial? I just go to bed before midnight, bro. and You won't have that trial. Yeah, like, eat healthy. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you will. Be, you here. will be fine. Like sometimes we we, we have to, you know, lay what? in the beds we make.
0: Lord, I don't understand why are you giving me this trial of being so fat, bro? I just told you not to. Eat that extra Reese's cup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great meme. But you know, he was saying that in our culture we have such a skewed version or a skewed view of suffering and and how God works and any mishap. We're like, oh man, God must just not love us. But when you look out throughout the history of the world, the world has not always been a comfortable place. It's been a, a, a place of hardship, a place of you know desolation. Now there always are places like Rome and. Constantinople and, you know, London, these places where they're big, thriving, wherever the king sits, Mm -hmm. thriving cultures and community. But a lot of times, you know, The early saints and even the Israelites, they went through a lot of tough times, but they would look at their lives and they're like, look what God did for us. We can find the joy of the Lord and just who he is and what he's done rather than for us where it's like, no, no, I can find the joy in the Lord. Oh, because um, my tire broke down and happy right across the street from a shop and he was a Christian, so he did it for for, for free. Like we view that, which yes, that is a blessing. Hey, I thought it was going to be a $7,000 transmission and it wasn't. That was me. It was only 1000 bucks. But you know, it still sucked, but, that, but better than that was bossing, right? It was than, be closer to 8 <laughs> right. like, so or 9. Like it was that, nuts. I was like, "Oh, okay. Thank and, you, and, Lord." And so those are blessings. Yes, <laughs> right. but you know, but when when we read this, it's more the fact of and what kind of what you were saying and we talked about this in the Thanksgiving episode. So if you ever heard that one, go back. Where's the fact of if we truly Understand and believe that because of what God did for us in the mercies that He has given us in terms of salvation, in terms of predestination, in terms of adoption, in terms of forgiveness, sanctification, justification, um, to be able to just walk boldly into the throne room, like all these things that happened, or Paul talked about in all of Romans, right. to literally just say, therefore, because of the mercies of God, Live your life in such a way where you actually do worship God in your life and obey. And so many times, I feel like Christians, we we look back at all these things of fear of the Lord. It's like, oh, we're supposed to be in reverence and all. It's and supposed to be depressing and boring and sad and put your head I have down to be a and, monk in silence. and be a monk and or do the, the the Gregorian chants and and pray the Psalms all day right. long. And that's the only thing you're supposed to do. Which, if that's what God called you to do, go for it. But you know, but the, the but we also see that God created a perfect world and put mankind in it and said. What? take care of the world, like right. stewardship to the world. God created work before the fall happened. God created marriage and the family. I mean, we don't know about the kids or whatnot, but he well, created he told marriage. Him to marriage. told him to be fruitful and multiply. Before I mean, the, fall. Before the and he, fall. And so he t- and He said partake in all these different fruits. So I do f- fully believe that if you have fullness in God, you will enjoy the life God gave you. Right. And as a response of worship to him, you will then say, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and he takes away. You look at Job where he praised them in the good in the Good. He praised him in the bad. He asked a lot of questions in the bad too. And he said, okay, but you're still God, I'm going to worship you. And then Job was blessed, you know, double fold, right. which might not happen to us. But you know, when we look at all these different things of what the fear of the Lord means, yes, we should have a, 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 a fear of if I screw up, um, daddy's going disciplined. Yep. And I'm not saying like daddy got like in the weird white girl prayer way, more the fact of my like kids to me, but the fact of like, you know, like, yeah, you're going to get disciplined, but why? Cause God loves you. It doesn't want you to screw up your life right. or hurt yourself or, or, or this, that, and the other. But out of all these different things, yes, we should have an awe of like, Holy crap. Look what he did for me. Now I got to go do. Right. And you know, I, I think of that old Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote where it talks about the only the obedient believe and only the believers obey and because you know you're obedient you believe in what jesus says and because you believe what jesus said you're going to obey what he, he tells us to do sure and so when we think of what the fear of the lord is beginning of knowledge beginning of understanding it's the fact of we have a creator that we need to submit ourselves under we need to look around and love people the way he tells us to love them you know like what you said in so many of these different ways of being connected to the vine pursuing wisdom and understanding loving the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength stop doing bad stop sinning so that way grace may abound but ultimately we get to worship the creator God, not just with song, but with our lives too, and how we treat other people. And this is where it, it you know, I, I, you, you, kind of bring up things as, as you prepare to teach them and study them and whatnot. And so communion and baptism done in my mind a lot, cause I had to teach that in chapel for the kids. And, you know, and that's what the beauty of baptism and the Lord's supper is, is, you know, the Lord's supper, Jesus says, do these things until I return Right. in such a way where in doing such. The Apostle Paul says, you are declaring the Lord's death. You are declaring the Lord's resurrection. You are declaring that the Lord's coming back. And so going to church, participating in the ordinances and being in fellowship with one another helps us keep our eyes focused on Jesus right now, being in communion with the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit, but also knowing that one day Jesus will come back, kick some butt and make all things new. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That's mine in my rant. <laughs> that's Okay. I had more to talk about on worship, but I mean, I don't even
0: even feel like I need to finish now. So I'll just go into my final thought. Dang. Okay. So my final thought is, uh, this is what happens when I sit for no, you're good, buddy. So, uh, my final thought is, uh, understanding the fear of the Lord is crucial for every believer. It's not about cowering in fear, but rather embracing a proper reverence and awe Mm. towards our almighty God. I like that. And that's what it is. It's exactly everything you just said and then, and better. And then that for the little last little bit. Time for... Fun facts with <laughs> I, love I love that laugh. <laughs> we need a new
1: one, though. Shiloh, you got to step up and do a laugh. Shiloh's got to get a little bit better with this with the speech first. It'd be cute. It would be cute. It will be better. It would be cute. But all right, my dude. So we just talked about the fear of the Lord. We did. It was... I mean, it was... It's a bit of a heavy episode it's like there's a lot of like soul searching that i feel like i was doing i'm just sitting here thinking because when i'm not talking i had to think I, I tell you man i it. you sometimes you preach to yourself so and that was today <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so, bro but what's the fun fact you got to end right. what,
0: what episode are we even on two uh two something you've had a lot something. of fun facts two twenty four and you've
1: only repeated twice so. so
0: this might be a repeat oh i cannot remember snap i was like i feel like I either read this and didn't haven't used it yet, or I've, I've, I've done this one before. Jerry, so, help
1: him out, because I know you're a rewinder, so, so make sure
0: he didn't do a duplicate. If I did this again, I'm sorry, but if it's new, great. So, okay. Bert and Ernie.
1: Okay. Like like Sesame Street, Bert and Ernie, So, right? Bert
0: and Ernie's names came from a Christmas movie. The Sesame Street characters were named after Bert the police officer and Ernie the taxi driver and Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. I figured with the Christmas season. but it, I don't know if we've done that one. I couldn't remember if we did or not, but I was like, oh, well, that's kind of being Christmas season. And I, I feel I, like we've I, done some on Burton and Ernie, but I don't know if we've done that one. Yeah, so I love A Wonderful Life. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I've never seen it. What? What? Wait, 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 wait. I've what? I've never seen it. I've oh, never man. seen it. we got to get, get you it. on No, it, I anyways. have seen
1: Elf, and Elf is coming back to theaters. Did you see that? They're so, bringing Elf 2 back to theaters. So, for the, did 20th you know anniversary. the
0: Round Barn Theaters having Elf. The, production, the musical production. The, the the kid version or the adult version? The adult version. Oh, that's dope! Yeah, I, well, it's like an adult kids like. Mix. Well, there's like mean, a kid one that the Elkhart Community Theater no, put yeah, on, it's, so... It's like, this is like for adults, but like it's PG enough that you can take your kids. So we're thinking about taking our kids to go see it. If... I mean, it's kind of pricey, so we'll see if we can have the funds to do it.
1: But it's, I love how you're trying to do that. I'm like, I just want to go to Notre Dame hockey game. That's all I want to do play oh, a basketball bro, game yeah. with the kids. Yeah, I hear but you know what else I want people to do? What's that? I want them to head over to Facebook right now and continue the conversation over in the Facebook community. Now, some of you guys in the Facebook community, actually, we're going to have a conversation about what we've been talking about in the Facebook community lately, but a lot of you guys have been talking about, hey, we would love to rehash some of the old episodes and maybe have some different conversations because I know a lot of you guys, when you find the show, and hopefully you stick around, and hopefully fall in love with the show, you're like, man, these episodes were like from four years ago, three years ago. Can we talk about them now? And the answer is absolutely. So head over to the Facebook group, be part of that community, and just don't make the community suck. That's all we ask. Yeah. (laughs) if If you haven't already done so, go over to YouTube,
0: and you can actually see our smiling faces. Hit that subscribe button and the bell notification. So when we're on, you are notified.
1: And if you want to know if we have covered a different topic that maybe you're not sure if we did, you can always go to the website, com. Hit that little search icon and search our database of over 224 episodes to just see if we covered that topic. And if we didn't, let us know. You can always shoot us an email. We do check it. We just... We're terrible at responding sometimes. We try. We, we, we do try our best. But you can also find information about us personally. You can also find more information about our store over at the website as well. Anything else that these wonderful people need to know before we let them I go? I don't think so. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, we love you guys. And until next time. Take it easy.